What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special kind of funny games cast. This is our post show for the Summer Game Fest 2021 kickoff stream. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of video games. Blessing at Yoye Jr. Elden Ring, baby. The most hype man in all of video games, Snowbike Mike. Yo, that was an awesome conference. And the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. The globe trotting, head shotting, nitro rifle from twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. Elden Ring! Andy, we will start with you. We have finished this, what was it, hour and a half, two hour long, two hour, hour and 45 minutes, uh, whatever it was. I'm a, it's a blur now, time is a flat circle. You end on Elden Ring. You end with the release date of January 21st, 2021. How are you feeling, Mr. Cortez, number one Souls fan in the entire world? Fuck you, Tam. I am exhilarated. Yeah, as everybody knows, I put From Software on the map, a small studio that I decided to give a shot and uh, really mm-hmm. kind of put them out there in the world. Um, I am... I'm, I'm exhilarated. I'm excited. Oh, 2022. My bad. I'm sorry. It's all happening very fast. Obviously, yeah, we're not like, going back in time, everybody. Sorry, chat. Eat my, eat me alive. Just eat me alive. Go for it. Back <laughs> to you, Andy. What are you going to say before lo- you say eat me alive? There's a lot of like things. He's going to say eat my ass. <laughs> he was. I probably was. I, I was like, I'm going to hold on. I am wrong. <laughs> and I, I did screw this up. I need, I'll tell you. Um, so first off, I don't know what that tweet that Jeff Keighley posted afterwards is all about. What did he um, put? I haven't Jeff Keighley tweeted, Elder Ring is real. I regret to inform you, we showed you the wrong trailer. We're actually confirming that Nintendo Switch is coming out August 20th, 2021. I don't know what that tweet is about. Um, it's a very weird tweet. I know we're getting off the subject here, but mm-hmm. were they even supposed to show this here? Maybe this was supposed to be for Bandai Namco. I don't no, know. No, they were definitely supposed to show it. Um, it, it. It was a weird tweet. Anyway, how do I feel about Elden, Elden Ring? It looks amazing. It's what we have wanted. We've wanted to see what from software can do with this open world setting um and we know that uh hidetaka miyazaki is very influenced by a lot of zelda games and i think this is going to be the closest to a sort of zelda game that you will get where you will have this big giant open world that you can travel across and each dungeon will kind of give you what you're used to whenever you are maybe heading towards a boss fight you will you'll there will be dungeons across the world and bosses that you fight I'm assuming a ton of op- optional bosses, probably a lot that are also going to be required to beat the story. It looks gorgeous. I'm like shaking right now. The combat looks fantastic as usual. It's what you expect. And um, honestly, I like it looks nicer than what I was expecting. I was worried coming off of Demon Souls and seeing what Bluepoint did with that and how visually stunning that is. Yeah. And worried about, that. you know, the, here's the thing about Souls games. They're always, you know, amazing when it comes to their art style but visual fidelity not always the thing that they are like known to be 10 out of 10s on so uh this looks fantastic so far um and and it is cross-gen we we did see that as well so you got to assume the next gen version will obviously look probably like what we're seeing right now pc as well i i'm beside myself i can't believe that keely actually was able to get it and get it announced Two things here. Number one is that you are being trolled. That is a parody Twitter account. That's not real. Jeff's. Oh, Twitter really? Okay. Have it in chat, chat saying that's the thing. So don't worry about oh, it. I, I got tagged. Me. I got. And I number was two, in the something in the, panicking. If you don't shut up, Andy, 
All right, I have more Elden Ring questions for you, all right? Number two, someone in the chat said, where are we getting the open world thing from? Is somebody who hasn't paid attention to Elden Ring, is that already confirmed? Where are you pulling that from? Yeah, Miyazaki's mentioned this before, that uh, it is going to be a much larger scale game, the biggest one that they've ever made. Plus, I think the, the showing off that you can ride a horse is showing you this is our take on traversal around a giant open field in open world so um that's been confirmed that that is confirmed yeah yeah gotcha i mean Uh, blessing where are you at with it uh with Ring specifically yep oh my god uh the trailer was so good yeah i mean andy to bounce off one of your points right about graphics like i'm totally with you in terms of coming off of demon souls uh being made by blue point and how beautiful that game looks and it being graphically insane Watching this trailer, I will like graphics wasn't the thing that I took away from this trailer. You know, there was one, there was somebody in chat that was like, you know, when I when when they showed off the PS4, PS5, Xbox Series, Xbox One logos, there's somebody in chat that mentioned like, bless, this doesn't look like it's like graphically insane, right? Like it doesn't look like it's going to be like a, a next gen pushing title. I don't need a Souls game to look like that. I don't need a Souls game to be the most beautiful thing on the console as long as it pushes the art and as long as it gets that the 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 vibe, the world, the tone across. I that that's for me what I look forward to. Bloodborne has one of the the uh, the best art styles that I think is in the game. I love how Bloodborne looks, and it's not the most detailed. It's not as detailed, like graphically detailed, as something like Blue Point. But artistically, I think it pushes things, uh, and so I'm totally fine with that. I think the uh, some of what they showed off in terms of how the world looks and the things that you can do in the world, uh, that stuff has me hyped. That stuff has me excited. The bosses they showed uh, had me hyped, had me excited. There was that one boss that reminded me a little bit of Ludwig from the Bloodborne DLC. That got me hyped. Jumping at like you, gonna... thrusting, like swinging. You yeah, get, like you... doing the big creature, doing big motions, you know, yeah. like uh, uh, with, with stuff, stuff that looked almost like it was projectile-ish. That has me super excited because you can tell where they're taking influence from in terms of their past games and bringing it into the new games and taking the stuff that people love the most. Uh, there's there's uh, an idea that Emron Khan, uh, the homie, has ran Pardon by me, me while, while I was streaming Bloodborne back in December, and he was talking about how the previous Souls games always feel like they are setting or teasing something that's going to be present in the new Souls games. And so for Bloodborne, Lady Maria felt like it was teeing up what you're going to get a lot out of Sekiro in terms of like the quick one-on-one like uh, 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 counter-based gameplay, right? Like Lady Maria felt like it was kind of teeing that stuff up a little bit. And, you know, Imran was kind of uh, poising the idea to me that like, hey, I don't know what, what it could be from Sekiro that translates into what Elden Ring is, but there is a boss fight toward the end of Sekiro, if you remember, that does take use of a bigger field with a bigger monster that you're fighting that is kind of kind of out of... Uh, uh, kind of left field for Sekiro, but makes sense as a tease for what Elden Ring is. And for what we see, I feel like, yeah, that that feels like that's where that's pointing to. Uh, And so, yeah, I'm very excited about Elden Ring. I'm very very excited that they have the January release date. Uh, Hype that they confirmed that and they feel confident in that. And yeah, that was a great way to, to end the show. One of my predictions wrong already. I, I I think I predicted what did I say August? I forgot what I said. October. It doesn't matter. The just month started with an ah. Just live it. Yeah. Just live yeah. your life right. I mean, now. my my prediction was that we would just get next year, 2022. And so I think I'm a little bit wrong there too. I'm surprised, like we said it live, that they didn't hold it for uh, Bandai Namco's actual conference or presentation or wherever they have. I wonder what they're going to do, if anything, now for it. Are they showing the same trailer? Are they t- doing a longer talk, a longer, you know, a deep dive on it? Like, you figure they have to do something there. This is their big game, it's, right? Yeah, it's possible that they maybe get, like, maybe Miyazaki's actually in a video, like much like he did when he came out to show Bloodborne off. And, and he is saying, hey, 
here's what to expect, right? This is like the biggest open world. I think he's also mentioned in interviews that this is the most influenced by Dark Souls. Like if he were to compare Elden Ring to any of his past games, it would be the Dark Souls franchise as opposed to Sekiro or Bloodborne. Um, yeah, I, I got to assume that maybe we get either him or just other devs from some software talking about it at the Bandai Namco presentation. Yeah, I th- I think that's definitely what we're gonna get because I think it's time to to if that's if it's coming out in January, this is the one E3 they're gonna have to really deep dive on the game and. But is it really coming out in January? Yes. I mean, that's that's the question, yes. right? Like, yes, easy, I, I, easy I, I believe they have all. I believe they have all hope in the world of making that date. I don't think they hit it. I think that game slips. That's my, gr- my pizza bet. Pizza bet right in. now. Chat all four thousand of you Fine. on June tenth. At 1.08 p.m. Pacific time, Andy has bet Greg to a pizza bet, and it will come out on January 20th. What was it? 22nd? 21st. 21st. 21st, 2022. Michael, Snowbike, Michael, you, of course, uh, are a Souls fan as well. What did this one do for you? I'm so excited, Greg. I think these two have really run the gambit on breaking down what this is and how excited we all are. But I'm pumped up. I love going back into the Souls games. I love testing getting better right you get punished all the time then you get better you overcome that obstacle and you go forward and i love that kind of gameplay i love that competitive nature that this kind of game brings out of me and i can't wait to see what they're going to bring here i'm so excited for the gameplay right i'm not here for the looks and the graphics i'm here for the gameplay and i'm here for the cool setting that they're going to create with these wild crazy monsters that i'm just going to absolutely slay and dominate so yeah i can't wait i'm so pumped up as you guys know, like, you know, uh, I've never been a huge Souls person, but we went through Bloodborne on PS I Love You this year or whatever, and I obviously enjoy the combat and understand what it's all about. I thought that trailer looked great. Like, that is, that's a game I want to play. Like, I want to try, especially if you're talking about this open world thing and be able to explore it a bit more like that. That gets me excited to see uh, what they have up their sleeve, let alone what they've taken from the learnings of, you know, putting so many of these games out now and doing uh, all these ones. Uh, so I'm stoked to see what uh, that's actually going to be about. One thing I had a question for you guys, again, is, is people who have been watching this a bit more uh, closely. What did you take away from the what looked to be multiplayer? Have they already talked about multiplayer? Did that look to be more like just what I've done in Bloodborne with like Tam or whatever? Because it looked at one point, right, that there was like a shadow version of one of the characters, but then a, another character on top of that. It's possible summons or invasions. I, 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 I can't imagine them not having that in these games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. just it, it's just such a core souls mechanic so i i got to imagine they would bring that back um as well god damn i'm just yeah i'm just so excited for this fantasy sort of world i i love as much as i love the bloodborne sort of gothic aesthetic and thought that dark souls uh it's gonna be so ugly why am i gonna go back to play dark souls remastered after playing demon souls and then i that game immediately became one of my favorites of all time i can't wait to see a 2020 2021 version of what from software's dark fantasy world could look like uh, oh god I, conceptually they are just they, they're the best i think they are they're artists and they're in-house people working on what these things should look like they they're next to yeah that. like they're look like amazing. look at what we're looking at right now you know when we go back to talking how how games look you know for me the thing the thing that strikes me with from software games is is like how many things you see hanging off of NPCs? Like the amount of moving parts you see in a character. When we're when we're fighting, Andy, what was the 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 boss fight? One of the beasts in Bloodborne, one of the earlier uh, on ones where you are Blood going starved. through the area. Yes, the Bloodstarved Beast. Wow, that was a really good, really really good guess for, the for what I guess. The, the BSB. 
when you're fighting the when you're fighting the BSB, the, the way the, the way that uh, that that enemy moves and the way that that thing flows and in its, in, in its attack animations, like that's the shit that I feel like is gonna push. Like, okay, no, this is what this can do, right? Like this, and you know, like of course it's gonna be cross gen, and so you're not gonna get anything that in this new game that probably can't work or uh, yeah, anything in uh, on PS5 and Xbox Series X that probably can't work on previous gens, but. What you're going to get out of next gen is going to be things like performance mode and 60 fps and things like that which are going to make this game shine even more playing sekiro on my ps5 for example is was such an, a fantastic experience for how well that game runs uh and you had to go back to the summons thing right like that, that greg that was the exact that was the same thing that i kind of took away from it was the fact yeah. that you're it, it's either going to be summons or it's going to be co-op you know and, and that's those are things that they've done before in some of their previous titles it being open world i think adds another layer to it of okay am i going to be able to explore with friends like is that going to be yeah, a, a 100 thing right you you are called the tarnished in this game bless they just tarnished. put out the tweet okay. that says rise tarnished oh, it's so good oh my god i'm so excited i can't wait dude i'm like crying dude <laughs> this is like so good <laughs> So, Snow, Bike, Mike, let's take a step back from Elden Ring and back. go boom, super wide. All you right, know, nearly go. two hours. No, no, ain't <laughs> saying, you know, <laughs> nearly two hours of Summer Game Fest. What did you think of this kickoff event, Mike? Greg, I, I'm actually coming out of this so pleased and impressed with what Jeff Keighley has done with Summer Games kickoff. This is huge. This was a good, maybe, I'm going to say this was a great event. I think that was a solid 90 plus minute event. You know, Blessing touched on it when we left the post show of like it kind of plateaued in the middle. But I think yeah. all of the games throughout this, we had a good hype up. We had a good steady middle and we ended with a big bang that you can see Blessing and Andy and all of us are still reeling from. And I think all in all, that was a great performance right there. That was a solid kickoff to what summer games, aka E3, whatever you want to call it. This is a great weekend and that's a great kickoff. Uh, blessing you concur i see you nodding yeah i i think uh mike kind of nailed it there in terms of it being a great kickoff you know i when when uh jeff keely announced this event and we started talking about it on games dailies i think that's that's been crossing my mind is the fact that okay what is this going to look like compared to something like opening night live and something like the game awards obviously this is going to be scaled back because he's not putting the same level of promo and excitement but he is still putting some level of excitement like he's still he still is owning this and this is still part of that ongoing uh, thread that is Opening Night Live, Game Awards, and now Summer Games Fest kickoff. And so for me, the thing that this event needed to accomplish was it living up, you know, not necessarily having to be Opening, opening Night Live or, or uh, Summer um, uh, game, uh, game Awards, but it being something, <laughs> it being something that is, that, that feels like it fits that same narrative. It feeling, that some, it feeling like something that does have announcements that feel like they're worthy of being a part of that. And I think, you know, it's standing alone as a presentation. I got uh, a lot of critiques for, you know, I think, sure. uh, again, I think it did plateau in the middle a lot. It started off with some of the, uh, some of its best announcements and it ended with its best announcement, but in the middle, I don't think there was anything to really make us pop aside from, a, aside from cool things here and there. Those that one indie game that looked really cool that, that had the really cool art style. Um, but again, there but, was no you know, pop. It's just, you know, it's, there was no pop. It was like, a, cool, Oh, this looks really cool. cool looking I want to try this. And there was a lot of those, right? There was a lot of, okay, here's another MMO that's going to speak to a certain audience. Here's a two-point hospital, which is going to speak to a certain audience. Here's this, here's that. Uh, and that stuff is sure. cool. That stuff is awesome. Seeing seeing a Paladin's uh, uh, Genlock crossover, you know, is one of those things where it's like, all right, you know, it is what it is. But I think he he hit in the places that uh, where he needed to hit in terms of the Elden Ring, Wonderlands, 
getting Hideo Kojima, all that stuff. And so sure. I think overall it was a very solid conference. It's it's what we talk about every time we do one of these post-game analysis, right? Where you do, you build out these shows, you have so many announcements, and you know that not every announcement can click for every person. So you need to come loaded. And for me, that's where we start from. I think it started so strong, right? We're talking about it was it starts with the reveal of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, right? That Borderlands spin-off we've been talking. Ashley Zared explained it's coming in early 2022. High fantasy take on the looter shooter. It's inspired by the assault on Dragon's Keep, the D- Borderlands 2 DLC people loved. They followed that up with Metal Slug Tactics, a game that caught us all off guard. And I think we all were like, holy shit, that looks great. And I'm over here screaming about Advance Wars, right? Like, that looked awesome. Then, number three, Kojima. Kojima comes out, says he's okay. And then he's like, all right, cool. You're also getting a Death Stranding director's cut, right? What do you got, Andy? I just like Kojima. Just, I'm okay, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about me. I hope I don't predict the next awful thing for the next video game. I know, right? He's keep, Kojima yeah. keeps bringing up 9 <laughs> like, 11. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's like Kojima, it's, stop. You say too much. You yeah. gotta do something. <laughs> then it's Jeff <laughs> Jurassic World Evolution 2 coming in 2021. Then it is mm-hmm. uh, Japanese Breakfast doing their song from Sable. Then, and then I feel like that's where we start to dip a bit. Where it's like we start, you start with this high, and obviously you can't constantly go high. You have to come down. I think Sable looks beautiful, awesome looking game. Song yeah, was really wait. beautiful, but then it's into Lost Ark. Then it's into talking about Battlefield 4's Amazon promo. Then it's Call of Duty Warzone, which yep. again doesn't hit for everybody, but might get hit for you, right? You you like seeing season four stuff. That's a big deal, right? You get to see season four. They announced their partnership with Twitch Rivals for the big Call of Duty Warzone tournament, and that's a big announcement. I know. A lot of us here, especially the kind of funny audience, you might not be into that, but like that is going to be a big pop and that's going to send a lot of eyes into this kind of summer games fest look at. So that's big. That's big. Yeah. And then it's Ryan Reynolds with free guy. Okay, cool. Thanks. I'm glad your movie's just coming out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm glad that all the people that worked hard on that can finally see their product out in the wild and yeah, be like, finally release. I, I did VFX on this fucking four years ago. <laughs> like, I, I've had seven jobs since then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then it was Among Us, right? Talking about hide and seek, a new mode. The Jeff Mask is back. Then yep. it's Shuei Yoshida. We're talking about Chicory, which is out today, of course. But then the reveal of Salt and Sacrifice, which I thought, again, looked awesome. And it's really a game cool. that Salt, yeah. Salt and Sanctuary, I played for a while, but didn't get super into it like a lot of you. Like, apparently, PlayStation vita number one fan snowbike mike over here you want to stop talking about the vita but that game looked great right coming it's co-op coming in 2022 all right and that mind you if you're just joining us in the recap here on the games cast maybe you haven't watched over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games our live reactions which are up for you i'm solar ash is then shown right i have that as number 10 there were more than 40 things in this conference this was massive yeah even right there we want to talk about there being a plateau or a dip sure but like Everything, the majority of things I just said in the first 10, I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. So yeah. can I get I mad mean, when it's an Amazon Prime ad later on? Can I get yeah. right, right, we're into this Netflix Strangers thing they versus gotta pay their money. thing? Like, yeah, totally yeah. fine. As, as you recap, too, like you're saying things that I even forgot showed up. Like the Among Us update, I think it's huge. I think that's, I think that's awesome news. And part of that is because I love Among Us so much. But them talking about new roles, them teasing a new map and all this stuff, like that's big along with things like Solar Ash. And like, you know, we've not even mentioned yet, like the, the PlayStation uh, uh, partnership with Deviation. That's a big thing as well. I mean, because it's, it's so much deeper in the show. Again, I'm still yeah. I'm top of Gamescast, of course, if you didn't know. Kind of We're like 20 games minutes cast. in. Each and every week.
week, the nerdy <laughs> video games we love and things we want to talk about. And on top of that, of course, during E3 for the shows that really needed a post-show analysis of everything we're going through. Of course, patreon.com slash games to get it ad-free. Uh, of course, you can submit your questions over there. Of course, you can be part of the show. But still running through. It's number 10, I had Solar Ash. Number 11, they showed the Chivalry 2 stuff. Of course, a game out, but I think a game that flo- flew under the radar, right? I've seen Dan Riker playing and talking about it. Uh, Mike, you've played it, but then, you know, Blessing, that was your first real, oh my god, this game looks great, to which point you really wanted to jump in and go. Yeah, that's one uh, that I've heard the- I've heard quite a bit a bit about recently. I've had friends be like, yo, let's, let's play this. And so now that I know that uh, the next game is coming out, I'm for sure hopping in as soon as possible to play through this one, or play through the first one. No. Number 12 was the Valorant tease, which was just two seconds of what looks to be a new character, right? Yeah. Uh, number 13 was a deeper look at the streets of Tarkin. And again, these are my numbering. This isn't anything official. Uh, as we already talked about, Two Point Campus was on there. Then it was Netflix, where they're talking about everything that's happening at Geeked Week, but then the Stranger Things Smite announcement. Uh, then they revealed a label for Prime Matter that has a whole bunch of games, including Sable, uh, Sable Payday 3. Then the uh, Anna Carusis, the uh, Anna, Anna Carusis. Yeah, yeah. A gameplay as day one by. game. I do not think looks that's good, left, but go get him. That's the Left 4 Dead game, right? Yeah. Yes, that's the Left 4 Dead game that looks yeah, like, it looks like it's five, missing a lot has, of animations. Yeah. It looks like it's missing yeah. a lot of fucking animations. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if the game looks like it's going to be a good game, but I like, the, I just like the style of it being like a retro futuristic thing. Like they, they're they're onto something. They just need it's to, uh, game to of execute. The <laughs> they just need to polish it a little bit more, and yeah, maybe you can get to where it needs to get to. Then it uh, was we'll New World, then it was Rocket League Cross Fast and Furious, new cars coming on yeah, July, uh, June, uh, June 17th. Uh, then they showed uh, Blood Hunt, the new one from the Vampire Masquerade universe, right? Uh, number 21 was House of Ashes, a look at the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes coming out October 22nd. Then it was a Tales of Arise reveal coming out September 10th, 2021. Uh, then it was Sky officially coming to uh, Switch on June 29th, and then also the talk of the Le Petit Finally. Prince stuff that Barrett was very excited Le about. Le Petit Prince. Liberty Bros. Uh, number 24 by Greg's count was Planet of Lana, but it's not Lana. Lena, what were they saying? Planet when you got Lana. a word like Lana from like Planet Lana Land from Smallville, like come on, call it Lana. Oh, I was thinking like Lana Rhodes. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. By the way, Greg, uh, when you talked about um, the that publisher that announced themselves, Prime something, I forget what they're called. Um, yeah, per... Prime Matter. Prime Matter, Prime Matter, the folks who are bringing back Payday yeah. 2. You forgot to mention uh, that they're also uh, making a new installment in the the exciting painkiller franchise. franchise. <laughs> it was it was their one more thing they wanted. They brought on Saber to announce that we are in fact working on a new entry in the Payday or Painkiller series. More power to you. I'm glad that popped for somebody. Again, yeah, exactly. Again, this is what we're talking about. Not yeah. every announcement's for every person. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I do want to make mention that you know some people might think that certain announcements aren't great, but some people really give a shit about other things. Mike and I care about Warzone. Um, yeah. People in chat were popping off for Evil Dead later on in the show, and oh, yeah. to that, to us, that doesn't mean a whole lot. But certainly, there are segments of audiences that are absolutely stoked to see that gameplay. I do think there's an art, though, in, ta- in how you present certain things. Like, I think Painkiller probably should have just been part of the montage. I feel like yeah. Payday 2 might have been even a bigger pop if you, like, ended with that. Because I think that's... And maybe, maybe you, I'm, like, I mean, well, maybe This is one of those things that I think... I don't, and I don't know what the deals were, right? I, I have no idea how Jeff builds uh, Summer Game Fest from a business perspective. But I would imagine if, if you're like, hey, we want to do this whole thing to announce our label, at some point you have to have it be like, we're making a big deal about something, so we want to do something special for it. And I'm not sure if it was advertising buys or whatever, how it is. But if they were like, that's what we want to drive home at the end, I'm sure Jeff's like, all right, like, I, you know, I, I can't 
I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I'm going to micromanage your thing, right? Like, yeah, I, that's and fair. the same thing of like the way the teaser was cut to end with Payday, which is their biggest game, obviously. I'm sure that's on some some way in their hands of how they want to use their time to get into it. Uh, number 25, I have Overwatch 2. They came out and showed some Overwatch 2 stuff. Andy was excited. Yeah, two new characters, just skins. It's nothing crazy. I I, I was hoping they were going to talk more about maybe extra features, but it was just, here's Sombra, here's Baptiste, or as Mike calls him, Bastille, because Mike just doesn't remember names. <laughs> it's true. Hey, I feel for Mike. All right, I feel that. Oh, uh, blessing. T- talk about uh, your favorite T-shirt. Wait, what? He's resetting. <laughs> He's resetting. He reset, but he didn't. He didn't finish the sentence. He so said, I don't talk about your favorite T-shirt favorite while I reset. <laughs> oh well, I'm oh. Wearing, I think I'm no, wearing it. No, it's done. It's done. It's too done. Oh, oh well. I, you I had your chance. You, you blew. I'm wearing, I'm wearing my Demon Soul shirt that I just I, got. I, I want to get past the T-shirts. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that was number three. T-shirt. That was number three when I told <laughs> well, we got to shout out Death Stranding. Twenty six right now. <laughs> the director's cut. He had the he had the fragile box that he stepped yeah. into making oh, yeah, a melody reference. I just yeah, and the game looked like it might have some, like a VR missions thing, even though it being called director's cut kind of maybe cut those hopes. Look, but Mario, J- you know, you know what? Cut there. out the princess beach line. How about that for the director's cut? Cut out that Princess spoilers, Beach Andy. line. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers come down. Yeah, dude, you will have no zero context to what the <laughs> fuck I'm even. <laughs> then, uh, then I can't even uh, explain it right now. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, Dark Alliance. This is when Portillo walked in the room and I had to walk him. Uh, some other stuff happened when I was watching it, but it was Monster Hunter Stories 2, I think they showed some stuff out there. Yes, yep. correct. Number 27 on my count. Number 28 was Wave Break there with the Weezer song. It's, uh, of course, oh, Switch. Good and song. Hold really quick. You missed uh, Paladins and Genlock crossover was right after Thank that you. Dungeons and Dragons, just so you have Thank it. You. Okay, great. Uh, then, yeah, Wave Break with the Weezer song coming to Switch and PC tomorrow. Uh, Mike, you were all about this game, right? I am so into this game, and I think everybody should give it a try. It's so much fun. It's a blast. Okay. Uh, then it was Endless Dungeon. Then it was Far Cry 6. Giancarlo out there talking about how much Woo! she likes it. He's not a villain. Good interview. He actually interview. gave answers, which I appreciate. You yeah. don't see he that scared a lot me a little bit <laughs> when he was like, "Actually, I'm not the what, villain." And then he started <laughs> when he started going off, and I was like, "Where's this about to go? Like, is he about to like be pro uh, uh, like dictatorship or some shit?" <laughs> but he was in character. He was playing he's very much in it. He's very much in it. Uh, then by it was the way, the fa- surprise. I was going to say, up on a uh, gamatsu.com, they have not only the Elden Ring fact sheet, but a lot of really good screenshots that were not in the trailer. I'm just so excited. I'm sorry, Greg. Also, it seems no, that I'm Jeff no, Grubb no, please, is please, uh, please. Uh, tweeting out and confirming that uh, Bandai Namco um, did not want to specifically show Elden Ring at Xbox's uh, uh, conference as well, since uh, Elden Ring was originally shown at an Xbox conference, right? Wow. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was a report, I think, earlier in the week where when it was rumored that Elden Ring would show up uh, at Jeff Keighley's thing. Mm-hmm. So interesting but i think maybe makes sense if they want it to be more of a cross-platform thing maybe they don't maybe they don't want to associate it with with one platform who knows understandable yeah and playstation sure shit ain't doing anything this week yeah uh then it was fall guys talking about the near costume coming out uh june 18th andy you like that oh yeah great it's fantastic i mean well near is great i love near uh, 32 on my list is Genshin Impact popping up. This is them talking about Scarlet coming to it. Number 33 was the announcement of Deviation Games, a new studio from some of the people who have brought you Call of Duty. But then the big news was that it's actually partnering with PlayStation on its first IP coming out the uh, the gate. Uh, we assume it's a shooter, right, boys? Yeah, we're we're gonna jump to that. Yeah, right that's uh, gotta be. It's probably it's not gonna be. You think so? Uh, uh, I like know in our team? Slack there was something thrown out. I haven't had a chance. I'm down to the one screen. Real time strategy. That they had to put out a statement already about it. 
we talk a lot about how PlayStation Studios could use more versatility in the kinds of games they they put out because you know the the big games we talk about are usually like The Last of Us's or the Ghost of Tsushima's or the Horizon Zero Dawn's third or person. the Ratchet and Clank's, and it's usually always the, the third person uh, action games. Uh, and between uh, Firewalk Studios, which has been announced to be working on, uh, I believe, a first person shooter multiplayer game. I think that was the thing. Yeah, that's correct. Um, it's a shooter for that, sure. I forget if it's they said first person. Yeah, uh, but between that and then also this studio, I think that presents for PlayStation probably a really good opportunity to diversify that portfolio and, you know, use these partnerships as the way to add more uh, versatility to the games that they're putting out under that brand. And so good on them. Yeah. Uh, at 34 on my list, which is not an accurate count because of the stuff I missed while I walked Porty, uh, they had the Sonic Unleashed concert. Then it was 35, some Back for Blood, just to tease there. Number 36, Tunic uh, coming out, a game we all yeah. can wait for. 37, Ooh. Trials of Midgar. 38, Evil Dead, the game from Saber coming in 2021. A run-through of that asymmetrical multiplayer that uh, Snowbike Mike can't wait to get into. Yo, I'm in. Knows nothing of Ash. Knows nothing about <laughs> Ash. Who the heck is that guy? I don't Who know. The hell is that? Who the hell is Ash? <laughs> then, of course, as we've already discussed, uh, we end with Elden Ring coming out January 21st, 22nd, January 21st, 2022, uh, next gen and current gen. And then, of course, Jeff signing off saying he'll see us again in August for opening night live. But maybe more important, Game Awards back in person at the Microsoft Theater at the end of the year. I cannot wait for that. Another quick so, tidbit about uh, Elden Ring from please. Mario 64. Elden Ring PS4, Xbox One versions have a free upgrade to PS5, Xbox Series uh, versions. Just another little yeah, tip. Okay. Very cool. And there, Obviously, yeah, a lot of information is still coming in. We have a lot of different uh, emails going right now, or I do, with press releases for what's happening with all these different games. Something for us to look through and do. But uh, well, now that we've run through the entire encapsulation, I want us to stop and think of, was this a good show? Was it not a good show? And what, like, if you want to put a rating on it, A, B, C, D through F, I want that from you. But first... I want to tell everybody watching, of course, that this is the kind of funny games cast usually once a week. But guess what? Multiple times this week because of E3, we come to you talking about video games and the things we love about them. If you like that, of course, you should go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where, of course, you could be part of the show with your questions, comments, concerns. You could get exclusive shows we make only for patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Of course. You could get the post show we usually do, not on these weird one-offs when there's like 19 gamescasts happening a week for E3. But more importantly, for right now, you could go there to get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, let's hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Candid. If you're unhappy with your smile, you don't have to be. Thousands of people have used Candid, the clear, comfortable, and removable, practically invisible aligners to help straighten their teeth. And now they love their smile, just like... Sharon H. from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania does. She says, I wore braces as a teenager. Flash forward 30 years, I had crowding on the bottom and one of my teeth actually stuck out. That's when I made the decision to move forward with Candid and I finally got my confidence back. You could be just like Sharon. Your treatment is prescribed and closely monitored remotely by a licensed orthodontist who is an expert in tooth movement. You'll have the same quality of care you get from an in-office orthodontist from the comfort and convenience of your own home. And we all love that nowadays. And while other companies use general dentists, Candid only works with orthodontist with candid the same orthodontist who created your plan is with you from start to finish so you never have to wonder how you're doing the average candid treatments just six months you'll start seeing results way before then and it costs thousands less than traditional braces one of my really good friends danny has used this and loves it in his teeth looking fantastic uh you can become your best you start straightening your teeth today right now you can save 75 dollars on candid starter kit go to candidco.com slash kind of funny and use code kind of 
funny. That's candidco.com slash kind of funny code kind of funny. Take advantage of this limited time offer to save $75 on your starter kit. C-A-N-D-I-D-C-O.com slash kind of funny code kind of funny. Next up, shout out to Purple Mattresses. As the world becomes increasingly uncomfortable, we're all looking for as much comfort as we can get. And that's why I love my Purple Pillow. Joey loves her Purple Mattress. We're talking soft. We're talking comfort. And my favorite thing about it all is we're talking about a pillow that never gets hot. You never need to flip it to the cold side of the pillow because both sides are always just perfect for me. I love it. Been using it for years and I will never turn back. Uh, Purple is comfort reinvented. Only Purple has the grid, a stretchy gel material that's amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips. I don't know how it works. It just, it does, and it's awesome. Uh, Because of how it's designed, the grid doesn't trap air. Air actually circulates and flows through it, so you never overheat, and I tend to overheat, so this is great for me. Uh, Right now, you can try your Purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available, too. Purple really is comfort for an uncomfortable world. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of 200 or more. Go to purple.com slash games10 and use promo code games 10 that's purple.com slash games 10 promo code games 10 for 10% off any order of 200 or more purple.com slash games 10 promo code games 10 terms apply and finally i want to give a shout out to upstart uh, when it comes to paying off debt it can often feel like an uphill battle high interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments keeps you in an endless cycle of debt upstart can help you get ahead Are you carrying a credit card balance month after month? You're not the only one. High interest rates make it hard to pay off your debt, but Upstart can help. Join the thousands of happy borrowers who made that final payment, just like my friend James, who's now in a much, much, much better situation than he was before. Used to have a debt in a lot of places, was able to consolidate in one place thanks to Upstart, and now he's fully paid off. Uh, Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kind of funny that's upstart.com slash kind of funny don't forget to use this url to let them know that we sent you uh, loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and other certain information provided in your loan application upstart.com slash kind of funny thank you sim back to the kind of funny games cast as we react and break down summer game fest kickoff stream uh, of course we are i have asked that before we went into break there what is your letter grade for this i put it to the chat of course if you didn't know during e3 uh, all of our reaction streams are on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and our post shows are recorded there live as well right now it seems that in first place uh it is a b rating for this right behind it is c and then a bringing up the rear i will start with you, blessing Adioye mm-hmm. Jr. What is your letter grade for Summer Game Fest kickoff? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a strong B minus. You know, I think it okay. did all the things that it needed to do to be a, a good presentation. You know, it had the pops, it had the surprises, and us going through the list really did bring it back. Of oh no, they did have a lot of things I did care about. Like they did have a, a lot of things. I think you know there there are pacing things that could have been done better. There were. Uh, a lot of things there that felt like they were either, you know, filler or spoke to very niche audiences that maybe could have sh- been shown in a different or better way. But overall, like, you know, it was it was it was fun to watch. And uh, there's a lot to chew on in terms of like, OK, cool. We got Elden Ring. We got this. We got Deviation Studios. We got uh, uh, Wonderlands, Tiny Teens Wonderlands. We got Hideo Kojima showing up and, 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 and getting the Death Stranding thing. Like there are a lot of good stuff here. Um, and so, yeah, B minus is where I'm going to sit at. Andy Cortez, the Nitro Rifle, what's your letter grade? 
Dude, exact same for me. Honestly, B minus. Yeah. I think it would have probably been lower if not for Elden Ring at the end. I thought it was very solid all the way through. Um, started off very strong. Once again, we've talked to death about it at this point, but you know, kind of took a dip in the middle, which is fine. You know, not everything's going to be fired. This thing is lasting for several days, so you can't, you know, throw everything out at the beginning. But um, I think just a great kickoff for E3 and to get us in the mood and be excited for new video games. And then, yeah, like I just mentioned, um, having Elden Ring at the very, very end is just such a massive get for Keeley. Uh, and it it's just it's just awesome. So stoked about it. No, Bicycle Michael, your letter grade. I am higher than these guys. I'm going to give this a B plus. I thought this was a good to great show. I was really impressed with what Jeff and the team were able to pull together and the games they were able to get and the fun that we had. Right. This was 90 plus minutes. And it was jam-packed with games that I identified with and really liked, games that didn't identify with me, but I'm sure had a good pull with a lot of other people, and then games right in the middle that I wanted to learn about, I wanted to get to know, and now I'm interested or not interested. And so, in all honesty, that was a great 90 minutes by Jeff and the team. It's not super hype, right? That's why I'm not giving it the A, but like a B plus to A minus, that's where I'm ranging right now because this is good. Great job, Jeff. And, and you know, I also want to point out that this was one of the more recent ones that they're getting better and better as they go, right? They're starting to learn and we're not getting these long drawn out talks with developers about a game that maybe isn't, yeah. you know, too overhyped. And it's just kind of some random indie dev talking for seven minutes straight about why their game is special. I, I think there's a time and place for that. And this is not it. And I'm glad we didn't get that here. Um, anytime they talked yeah. to a dev, it was short and concise and it's what it needed to be. And Jeff Keighley, I think, has done a great job of doing a stage show that works for uh, what the world is. Like, like, you know, this isn't the first time where he's done a show on stage. Opening Night Live was also uh, done through a stage, and I think Game Wars might have been as well. Um, but you know, he continues to he continues to iterate on that and make that work. And it's like at times I've, I I forgot that we were in the middle of a pandemic based on the presentation we were getting. Right, like he still was able to have people on stage talk to them. Uh, you know, make it feel like this thing that we're all experiencing together. Even though obviously, if you know the world was in, in a more normal state, I'm sure that show would have been a show with an E3 audience in front of it or some sort of audience in front of it. Um, and so yeah, I want to give kudos for that too. Uh, for me personally, yeah, I think I, I'm B minus C plus, but I feel like C plus is too harsh. I think B minus and it's just the I think we start so high and then the way we came down and the way we stayed there for so long before we got to more of the games that have mass mainstream appeal. Yeah. And so I really think it's just a a seeding issue. But again, maybe if you don't hit it as hard at the gate, it feels like you, the, the stuff that is exciting and it, are these peaks get lost in there. I think overall, like I, again, going through this again, more than forty announcements, more than forty segments in it, like it's great. Like there's so much good stuff in here. There's so many games to walk away ex be excited about. So many different announcements that were huge. I think you know to start with Wonderlands and end with Elden Ring. Like come on, that's 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 a great show right there. And how do you, it's really about how you put everything in the middle around it. And so yeah, some of the games weren't as hype as you know they could have been, but they still had uh, me. They still had my attention. But I do think that you know the moment I go to Walk Porty is that moment where I, my you know attention was wavering a bit, and I did feel like all right, well. We're into this segment right here that it really isn't games that are speaking to me. And there's been a few seconds before that they're in the same way. It's it's a hard balance to strike, so I never hold it against anybody. But I had a great time with this one for sure. Well, we'll see how you fucking do then. Jesus, this guy. Yeah, Greg. Hey, man. 
Throw your own me. E3 presentation. <laughs> I will, everybody. Do I'll be throwing a four-day one starting on Saturday. Don't worry. Tell you I, freedom I want, games. That's where you're going to be bringing it. I wonder if you would we feel differently if maybe the Kojima thing was more toward the middle instead of it being uh, front-loaded? Because we did get off the bat Wonderlands and Metal Slug Tactics, which looked awesome, right? And then the Kojima thing. It felt like a lot of the front-loading was the exciting stuff. And then in the middle, there wasn't anything that had as big of a pop as anything in the beginning. If they took the Kojima thing and put it in the middle, would you guys feel any differently about the pacing? Well, then I think you'd be in a different spot where I think they it, the Kojima thing, if it because the Kojima we thing also was don't know what, what it, it is. is. It was just bullshitting around of like, are you okay? Yeah. How's COVID? <laughs> I'm good. Blah blah blah. Don't <laughs> worry. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. And then hey, guess what? Death Stranding director's cut. I feel like in the middle there might have been more. I don't know. Uh, hope for that. If that if that was your big peak, would that have lived up to the hype of seeing Kojima and then it just being Death Stranding correct director's cut? This one you're coming off of Wonderlands, right? We are coming off of Metal Slug Tactics. Like these were like two things that were unexpected to a degree. That were you know Wonderlands being a big deal, Metal Slug just looking great, and then Kojima being there. I feel like the fact that he didn't have something huge to talk about kind of works where he is in the front there. I, I was also just a bit more down on the Kojima thing because I. I didn't think we were going to get like a goof and a director's cut announcement. I thought it was going to be not st- more along the lines of a VR missions. Like we were mentioning during the presentation. Um, and it's possible that it is that. Um, but I-, I wanted something more definitive as to like, what is it that we're watching? Yes. This is like cute and funny and the, all these metal gear solid nods, but it, it like, what's it going to be? I need a little bit more here. Couldn't give me some more context, big dog. All right. And by the way, it was great sure. seeing you the other day. Kojima and I hung out, Greg. I don't know if you knew that. Oh shit! Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. wow. Did you? What did you guys do? You play Among Us? What did you do? In L.A., yeah. He he dropped by my apartment, my uh, hotel here. In LA. Oh wow! I mean, yeah. he's in Japan though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Blessing outside of Elden Ring. What is like the big announcement for you? What is the thing you're walking away thinking of? Uh. I mean, honestly, probably Wonderlands. You know, Wonderlands, yeah. I think, was such a, a, a strong start. You know, usually there would be the, like, my go-to would be some more of the indie surprises. But, you know, Metal, Metal Slug uh, Tactics looks cool. Uh, the Lena game looks really cool. But they, like, yeah. even though they look really cool, they weren't necessarily uh, 12 minutes for me or season. You know, I feel like there are, the, sure. the way in sure. which you, like, present uh, uh, a lot of those smaller titles can be like I, I feel like they're the ones where we see and we're like oh this looks like it's going to be next level and i didn't necessarily get the, get that from those two even though they looked really awesome and i'm probably going to uh, play both of them um but with what with what wonderlands is i'm i think this is a good cinematic trailer and it sets up the premise really well especially when you get into it talking about oh by the way it's starring uh, all the names that you're seeing here on video you know, wanda sykes uh indy sandberg you're gonna see tiny tina it is gonna be uh, character customization, you know, all the promises there in Will terms Arnett, of what the game yeah. is going to be. Will Arnett, yeah. The promises in terms of what the game is going to be has, has me really excited to play the game and try it out and hope and, and hope for it to be something that sticks with me in the way that a traditional Borderlands does. And that's the thing for me personally where, you know, obviously being a big Borderlands fan, I, that's the one that's st- stuck out for me and I thought was such a strong way to start it with, right? But yeah, Andy Samberg, Will Arnett, Wanda Sykes, Ashley, of course, early 2022. But then, yeah, the you know the thing I keep talking about after, you know, playing all the Borderlands 3 DLC, right, or at least trying it, and the idea that Borderlands 3's DLC was this idea of, hey, 
we made the base game, so now we can make something kooky and crazy, and that's why we were doing a heist mission on Handsome Jack's casino, you know, floating yacht in space. That's why you were going into the mind of a psycho. And so for the pitch here to be, you know, a high fantasy take on looter shooter, inspired by the assault on Dragon's Keep, and it literally be that Tiny Tina is the bunker master, right? She is the dungeon master. So what we had been hypothesizing leading up to this game seems to be correct, right? It's going to be her sitting you guys down probably in the borderlands universe and then having you go into this world where you are playing D with her and what that looks like and how you know one of the things they showed in there was basically somebody crafting a gun like i wonder how that plays out and what the yeah. classes are and you know tough customization like that totally speaks to me and gets me excited for that to see the stuff i already like about borderlands but with a different skin and a different lens yeah that, that for me that's the one that stood out the most uh mike what about you what, what do you walk away from here other than elden ring going like oh my gosh i can't wait yeah, Elden Ring was, of course, the star of the show, which was really hype. But uh, I'll still come back to Metal Slug Tactics. I think yeah. that was out of left field for me. I think of Metal Slug, and I think of my childhood at the arcade, shoving quarters into the machine, right? And then getting it on the Xbox Live Arcade and playing certain titles. But never in my mind would I think, oh, we're going to get a tactics game in this universe. And so to see that art style like Andy brought up of how beautiful and how different and how special that is, I think that was really cool. Jurassic World Evolution 2. Did you really think they were going to do another one? I didn't. And now we get a second one. And I think that one's really, really cool of like, I've been into the park builders with my friends. We've been playing the Sims. And that's what I like is because I love Jurassic Park and I'm into that. There was a whole lot of fun. I'm honestly going to be honest with you. I enjoyed Ryan Reynolds bringing out Free Guy. I know it's been a long time, but I'm always in the mood for a dumb, fun popcorn movie. And I liked that they brought the trailer and they always blend, right? Entertainment and games. We're all one big shared universe. And it's cool that Jeff Keighley has these friends in the industry. He has this pull that can bring in things that you wouldn't think about, right? And so I really like seeing the movie side of everything coming together. Another one that I looked at was, of course, that Blood Hunt. That's going to be in the world of Vampire Masquerade. And I oh, said yeah. to myself, okay, here's a cool-looking game with vampires, a multiplayer game I'm always in the mood for. So I do look to look at that one and see if I can play that with me and my friends. Uh, D&D Dark Alliance is on Game Pass day and date. I'll definitely be playing that. Weezer showing off Wave Break. That's something near and dear to my heart. I know, Greg, you love Weezer. I don't you know, know who I the do. heck Weezer is, but I'll tell you oh, what. God. I know what the heck Wave Break is, and I freaking love Wave Break, and I love seeing it come off of Google Stadia that it was on, and now me being able to play it on the Nintendo Switch is a big deal to me. So I'm so, so excited for that. And I guess to end it out, I thought another cool one was for him to bring out that deviation game studio and show a new development team. And then on the flip side, so brand new publishing branch, right? Like how many times do we get to see that in a setting like this, that isn't a Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo branded type situation here. That's sure. pretty cool to see Jeff and what he can do. So I got to say, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. And those were a lot of the games that I enjoyed. There's, I, and that's, I'm, you know, I said B minus C plus. It's a B minus for me. Come on, I can't be. We can't be. This is, this come on, is come shows. on, Greg. There's so much good stuff. Maybe on, even Greg. a B. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, Planet of Atlanta. Planet of Atlanta stood out for me. I really enjoyed yeah. the art style of that. I had a really good vibe to it. Endless Dungeon was one that I wasn't expecting. And I know we, that's the game yeah. that we talked about last year that is made by Amplitude Studios. And we all yeah. thought it was going to be a rhythm game. We were insanely confused last year. Um, it, we're insanely I, I, confused every year <laughs> I, I thought it looked great I thought it looked really cool that's the sort of uh, a neat multiplayer game that I could see myself getting into um, I love the sort of style that top down kind of um, I, I don't know gun uh, well, 
I'm I'm mixing words right now. I'm like mixing all these games. I'm We've I'm been so like for excited. Like, like I'm so excited straight. So I think you you're allowed to. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Chat will know. It's like that gun. Fucking gun. Gun. Enter the gungeon is what I'm talking about. Like mm, a 3D version yeah. of that. I think seems really neat. Um. The uh. Yeah. But aside from that, obviously, Elden Ring is the one I'm most excited about. I was just kind of, of scrolling through and trying to see what are the things that I was that got me excited besides Elden Ring. Um course wonderlands looks fantastic um i can and i can't wait to play spite or smite <laughs> spite spite, just, spite yeah, whichever one comes just kidding I, I don't care i don't care about that game who's being rung up from a like early 2000s it's telephone it's the, it's the, well that's a hotel that's a hotel telephone right <laughs> That's just how it goes. Does it that's have the it spin dial on that? Because that's what it sounded like. That's how old <laughs> yeah, that's it is. No, no, it's just one of those cheap ass, uh, you know, they buy in bulk hotel phones. Like, are you and at no the Continental from John Wick right now? <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm done. We're done, ladies and gentlemen. What did you think of the kickoff to Summer Game Fest? Let us know in the comments below. Remember that this is far from the end of E3. If you didn't know, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We are reacting to each and every one of the conferences most of the time. We're not done. Uh, yet, tomorrow, correct. of course, done yet. Coke Media. Yeah, there's plenty more to go on. Uh, we're organizing for Day of the Devs to watch that VOD right now, and you'll have that up on YouTube.com slash games. Of course, E3 proper kicks off Saturday morning. We will be reacting to that. And when I say we, I mean not me for the start of E3 because I'm hosting E3. You can catch me, uh, uh, Jackie, uh, Alex, all over on twitch.tv slash E3 as we kick off E3 and bring you all the press conferences. But, of course, I cannot not be on camera. So when I kick it to the live press conferences, I will then run up a set of stairs to react right here on Discord on twitch.tv slash kindoffunny games with the guys. So a very exciting week, a lot of content coming. Of course, this has been the Kind of Funny Gamescast. You can get it on all sorts of different podcast services, youtube.com slash games. But most importantly for us, patreon.com slash games, where a few bucks gets you exclusive goodies, ad-free versions, uh, post shows, and so much more. Of course, that's also the entire slate of our content. P.S. I love you, XOXO. Kind of funny X cast, uh, kind of funny games daily each and every day. So many different things happening, but I don't need to tell you. You already know it because you're here watching our E3 coverage. Everybody, this is still day one, so day one. <laughs> Suck it up. There's a lot more to come. All right, Andy, get some rest eventually. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you.